So as I mentioned when we sang the Micha Mocha together, this is the very first chapter, the very first portion of the Exodus story. And the very last portion of the Genesis story ends with what word? Anybody know? Take a guess. Egypt. Egypt meets Ryan. The last word of the Genesis story is Egypt, which I think is very important for us to note. Because right as Shemot, or Exodus, starts, so it's called Exodus in English, but it's called Shemot in Hebrew. And what, what's a Shem in Hebrew? A name. So the chapter, or the entire book that we're about to read, is not the Exodus story, it's the story of the names of our ancestors. And so this story starts out in Shemot, or Exodus 1-1, talking about the fact that there were 70 people um, from the tribes of Israel who had settled in the land of Egypt after this terrible famine. And they had been there long enough so that a pharaoh arose who did not know Joseph. And that's how the whole story begins. A pharaoh arises in Egypt who has no idea who Joseph is and no idea why these tribes had come in. And the tribes multiplied and multiplied and the pharaoh became very, very fearful of the Israelite people and he tried to create a genocide, which did not work. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about what happens when Moses is born. And um, it's interesting because we, told the, we tell the story of Moses in the bulrushes. You guys are all familiar with Moses, and he's floating down the Nile River, and he's in a basket, right? And so the, the edict from Pharaoh was that every single male child, Israelite child, should be killed. And when Moses is born, his mother puts him into this tiny little raft um, made out of wicker and floats him down the Nile. And who finds him? Pharaoh's daughter finds him, and that's why he is raised in the palace of Pharaoh. And we teach this very same story to the kids right downstairs in the preschool, the two, three, and four-year-olds. And about 10 years ago, we asked them to do an art project about what they thought this story was all about. And a little girl said, I'm going to do an art project about how Moses felt. I thought it was so amazing that I framed it. Just took it right off the wall and I asked her, I said, Shoshana, can I put this in my office? I don't actually remember if her name was Shoshana, but it sounds like a Jewish name, so. <laughs> And I thought, wow, this three-year-old totally got how Moses felt. Just completely alone in the middle of maybe a churning river of water in this tiny wicker basket, which obviously wasn't waterproof. And maybe it was terrifying. And maybe he felt completely alone. And I don't know, maybe she was having a preschool existential crisis, but she she put this art piece together that really exhibited what I think was perhaps what Moses experienced a lot, being chosen for this one task to lead the people of Israel and feeling all alone so often as a leader. And it's when Moses takes his first moment of leadership and he sees an Egyptian taskmaster beating an old Hebrew slave and he kills the taskmaster that the story is propelled forward and he runs away from the pharaoh who wants to kill him, who finds out about this murder. And when he gets into the middle of the desert, 
he encounters the burning bush. And that's where God speaks to him from this burning bush. And people always wonder, what is such a big deal about Moses seeing a burning bush in the middle of the desert? And my favorite teaching is that there were maybe 100, 200, 300 people who walked by that bush that day, and nobody stopped long enough to actually look into it. Because in order to look at something and see that it's not consumed, that the bush isn't consumed, you have to stop and you have to look for a long, long time. And that teaching teaches us how important it is to stop and to notice. Because when we're rushing by things, there's so much that we miss. And it wasn't so much that Moses heard God's voice, but that no, Moses took the time to stand there in the middle of the desert, no matter what else he had to do, and to focus on that and to realize there was something miraculous that was happening. So if you think about something you might have rushed through and what might have happened if you had slowed down enough to just notice it, that's the power of the burning bush with Moses. But Moses is filled with a lot of fear in that moment, even though he notices what's happening and God speaks to him, he still doesn't know how he's supposed to explain this moment to everybody else. I mean, you can imagine, he's in the middle of the desert, he's a shepherd, and God speaks to him for the first time. And he says to God, how am I supposed to communicate this to the Israelites when I get back to them? What should I tell them? And God said, you should, you should have faith, I'm gonna send miracles with you. And Moses says, but these are human beings, they need to know who you are. These are slaves, they don't even know who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are. So can you tell me your name? And this is the chapter where God says to Moses, I'm going to tell you my name, and it's what you tell the Israelite people and the slaves. And God says, my name is Eheyeh, Asher Eheyeh. Can everybody say that with me? Eheyeh? Asher Eheyeh. Anybody have any idea what that means? I am what I am. That sounds like Popeye, right? That's, <laughs> I am what I am. But we don't think of God as that. We think, what are the names of God? Adonai, Elohim, mm -hmm. Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaShachina, HaMakom. There's like 70 different names of God, but this is the one name that God says, you should know me by this name. And I think it's very, very important. And I think it brings us back to today and what's going on in our world with religious extremism. And I'm, um, I promised my partner, Justine, I wasn't going to tell a political story tonight. I wasn't going to get political because I think we need less politics and more spirituality, especially on Shabbat, as we try and grapple with what happens in our world every single day. But when I go back to this idea that a pharaoh arose who did not know Joseph, it's for all of us to remember that if you forget your past, if you forget what's happened in your history or anybody else's history, then what might happen to your own people or other people? And so, ehyeh, asher ehyeh could mean I am who I am, or I will be who I will be, or I'm becoming who I will become. But I actually like to translate what God intends for us to understand as the presence of God is, I will be what you make of me. So God wants all of us to think about the presence of God in the world only as I am if you make something of me in this world. And you could make of me something really terrible or really incredible. It's all up to each human being. And I don't think he's just talking to the Jews. I don't think God is speaking just to the Jews. So when God says, this is my name, God is supposed to pierce the spirit of each human being and say, there's a little bit of me in all of you. So my name is the same as your name, which is I will be, the presence of God will be whatever human beings decide it will be in this world. So I think every time we look at something that is happening in the name of God or in somebody's idea of spirituality or faith, we have to think about the kind of God or 
that presence that's being brought into the world. And if we don't like it, we can't just shut up about it or we can't just criticize it. We have to bring our own version of whatever that goodness is in the world. So I challenge you all to do that a little bit, bring a little bit more of ehiyeh, asher ehiyeh into the world. Um, and I don't think it's gonna change everything, but I think it's a start. Because in Pure Kavod it says, you're not allowed to desist from beginning the task. It's not up to you to finish it. But if you're Jewish, you have to take that very first step, just like they did when they went into the Reed Sea. So I hope that you'll all think about the moments this weekend where you're rushing by something, and it's begging you to stop and turn and just really pay attention and focus on it. It might be something inside of you that you're trying to get away from, or something with somebody else. But take a little time this Shabbat. Bring something good into the world for somebody else, and bring something into the world that's good for yourself. Shabbat Shalom.